Welcome to the Vet Church Podcast, where the stories are sacred. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com. Hey, Vet Church, how y'all doing? Um, I'm sitting here right now with Road Dog, and uh, I, now I met you because of the last Honky Tonk music, music series. series. You're the you're the official photographer. No, not official, just a helper. He's the official photographer. Eh, and, um, maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. But anyways. Um, but you're an Army veteran. Yes. And your wife and my wife sat around one day and compared some notes, and we've been in some of the same places in Germany. Yeah. And, uh, and, and it was pretty neat. You, you ride Harleys. This is one of your bikes right here. Just picked it up last August. Yeah. Got a good deal on it. Got a steal of a deal. Yeah. So, um, you've been watching this for a while. You've been part of Vet Church for a while. You, you, you've seen me try. I've seen the incarnation when this started. That's right. And when we, when we went into the whole, um, podcast and started doing these, you, you've been around since the very Well, no, I'm talking about that. I'm talking about the, uh, Honky Tonk series. Oh, yeah. Well, that's another thing. You've been at the very beginning. We just came off our third, last yeah third third music festival, third annual. You want to explain a little bit about that? I mean, you drove all over town taking oh yeah pictures of all kinds. Well, of Well, this year they had a hundred over a hundred singer songwriters, and fourteen different venues, along with um, the the municipal auditorium. Mm-hmm. And they came all across the country. They converged down here, and then we had a big old party. It, it really is music. kind of just like it's like a homecoming for a lot of these a lot of these singer songwriters because a lot of them know each other, not just from this area from this series, but they've crossed paths many different times. Coming down here is like a retreat and revacation in a way. Yeah, and you came from uh, well, Bike Week. Well, well, very first when I first met, I, I met Bra- when there was Brasher Bogue. Mudbone was in that band, and then Andy Brasher, uh, Dustin Bogue, and and the drummer Sogard. Chris Ogard and John Atkinson. Okay. When they first when I first met them in fourteen, didn't come here. They didn't come here that year. I left and I went home and did other things. I went all over the country at that point. Like I've, I continued to do. So for the last few years, I had an accident or two. <laughs> yeah, just kind of gloss over that for a second. Um, fifteen was the. Uh, I don't think it was 15, I think it was 16 when they had their inaugural on the water where they took it all over the, all in the, all in the swamp area or the bayou. You want to explain to people what's going on with that? Like well, that only was one time that was an idea that Scott had. Okay. Now what it is, it's a similar thing, but right they do now, instead of going anywhere else, they go out to these different places that he has set up on the land over here. They set, up, they set them out there with provisions, honky-tonk provisions, I'd say. Yeah. Or cooler full of something that's nice to drink. Especially water and other things, other libations. And they'll sit there and they'll, they'll just either write a song or just sit back and relax, whatever they're going to do. And a lot of times they have a song, maybe one or two or three, sometimes mostly one. Well, there were some there were some veterans that came. Specifically that was that was that song. was different from from what the uh, oh here they did that in town in different areas. Chris would tell you, tell you better that Mudbone because he was involved in that. But also they have, they do with children mm-hmm. in the art center. They did that. They did three sets this year, three children. Or not children, I should say they're teens. Yeah. 
where they help them talk about a story. They ask them what's going on, they, something they want to do, and then they get a song out of and it. And it's going for people that are going through something. Yeah, or, or going through something, or just some, or just somebody. I don't yeah. know exactly what. Veterans are for sure. They do that to help, maybe help clear out their minds of all this stuff, get it on paper, and then they can forget about it. That's what I do when I do my prose. I don't want to read them over again if I don't have to. Write so, it, leave it. Yeah, exactly. Um, then they do, they're now starting to do the seniors, the same thing. Mm-hmm. Talk to seniors and get their, talk to see what they want to say, if they want to say anything to anybody, and they'll develop a song that way. They haven't done it, I don't know if they, I don't know if they had a song ready this year, or they, they, they completed one, but I know they've started doing that too, through the Green Community Fund. Cool. Um, so, when you, when you said Scott Green a minute ago, y'all, y'all, many of y'all heard me talk about that sauce. He's the owner. He's Part the owner. owner. And and tell us about this. He started up the, the Green Community Foundation. I don't know much about it. I just know that he started it. He got the paperwork done this year. This year he did it over winter so that he can support and sponsor many different things in the community to help the community out, basically. And community we're talking about right here in Morgan City. Morgan City. And the last Hong Kong Music Series is a part of that for his support and to help people around that series too. I don't know how far it goes or what the intentions are in that. But I think the last time time this series also is going to get a 503C. So okay. they can, I'm not positive. Don't quote me on that one yet. Just, it just, might happen. It might happen, but so that they can accept donations and sponsors and whatnot so they can put on a bigger and better rally. Not, not rally. I do rallies. They do a songwriting retreats. Festivals. Festivals, retreats, and whatnot. And, and what they're doing, they're trying to make a different business model than what exists now like in Nashville or in Austin or in California or in Chicago or places where they have these big places that they do all this. Well, it really feels like family when you come here so and far, yeah. people. Yeah, the idiots over there are sitting laughing at us. <laughs> but, but no, but I mean, it's, it's a good thing because folks are playing music. Right. They're on the road. They're traveling. They're going here. They're going there. They're going here. They're going there. You're up all night. You're mm-hmm. up all day. You're living in your truck, your van, your motorhome, whatever it is, and then at least once a year, everybody comes back here, hangs out. Well, sits it's around. actually another place. Do they do concert lights too? You've been involved in that. Oh yeah, I've played a couple. Talk, talk about it, them. Well, the concert light, it, it's run. It's um, a co- uh, it's a coalition between military assist, our DNA military assistance program, mm-hmm. and that's us. Through the last song of the music series as their sponsor, they this last song of the music series, and the Math Foundation was said our DNA Math. And it really honors veterans. It's and it, it's but, but it's for it's for veterans. What they do, they find veterans that are that are that have issues and need help. We get a lot of help with all these programs and everything. They do programs too, which I found out. I didn't know if they did. I didn't know if they did all the programs, but they'll get like like dogs or walkers or things mm-hmm. that they need. Plus, they'll they'll. Do other things too. And I can't say it because it's supposed to be kind of a semi-secret, so they can keep doing it over again. So I won't mention the other portion that they do, because it might get out there. And I don't. But think it's very honoring. I it's very honoring. It's very honoring, and it and it's a it's a sight to behold. Yeah. So if a concert like comes near your place in town, go to it. It'd be a nice thing to find out what happens. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's extremely cool. I mm-hmm. was really impressed. Yeah, I was too the first time. And they've done it. They've done three of them, or so. More, or they've done one here last November, I think it was. Yeah. 
I was here for that, and then they did one. They do it in Hopewell, Virginia. They do to, two of them over there. That was in November, and the one here was in December. That's how it went. You okay. Were, you were both of them. Yeah, I was both of them. Oh, and I travel around on Lone Dog. This is Lone Dog 2. Right? That's 2. Lone Dog 2. Yeah, for now, it might, it might not last long. <laughs> I, don't like a, I don't like a blue bike. I like red bike. All my bikes are red if you've ever seen the other ones. But I, had, I just got this one in August because my other one, I had, I had a semi-retired because it has 258,000 miles on it. That's a, that's a little bit. In about 10 years, 15 years. Okay. So, yeah, I drive a little bit. So, um, tell us, what happened? How did you wind up with a camera in your hand taking pictures? Well, it's all my mother's fault. Talk to us about that. Well, back when far as I remember, my mother on vacation would always be taking pictures of videos all the way through everything. It was kind of annoying. So when you were stationed in Germany, were you? Well, no, that was later on. Yeah, I got all kinds of them. Even I even got a first selfie out of Unlock. I did this year. I got a cloud kink, and it was a dead storm. A regular film camera. Saying, I want to prove I was here. So you were in a desert storm. Yes, yeah, so it was a desert storm. You want to talk uh, about any of that stuff? I can talk or? about a little bit of it. I was I was general mechanic, so so general mechanic in the one forty third signal battalion, who was attached to the third armor division. And I watched, I watched all kinds of, I was never on the front lines, I was right behind them. What our signal, com our signal company did was to uh, provide communications for the 3rd Armored Division and coordinate with the rest of the forces so they could have good communications. I was a power company out there basically, making sure generators still run. Along with other duties that I had. See, so, so when, you know, this is one of those guys that when we got a little reprieve, it was nice to have a little bit of power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it runs everything, even your coffee pot. Oh. The military <laughs> coffee pot's essential. Mm -hmm. It really kind of <laughs> is. Yeah. Not for me, though. I don't drink coffee. Why don't you drink coffee? Because I just don't. Okay. Um, At this point in time. <laughs> well, you know, like, I, well, that's interesting, okay, because I, I went to this thing for PTSD, and the lady said, how many of y'all have trouble sleeping? And everybody raised their hand, and she says, well. Stop drinking coffee. How many of y'all drink coffee? And everybody raise your hand. How many of y'all have four cups of coffee? And everybody raise your hand. She said, how many of y'all slept well the last two nights? And everybody kind of kept their hand up because it's kind of weird. It's like, maybe it's because we're here and we're working on issues, you know? And she asked, well, why we thought that? And a couple people said, well, yeah, we're here. We're, we're working on issues. We're together. We're family. She says, no. It's because after the first big pot of coffee in the morning, I switched it to decaf for the last two days. Yep. There you well, go. <laughs> caffeine will affect you up to eight hours after you drink it. You may not feel it or not, but it still affects you up to eight hours after you drink it. Yeah. So if you're drinking coffee eight uh, cups a day. Yeah. I used to do that or more. Yeah. So. Uh, so as in no. Not a real healthy habit. True. So um, the camera though. I want to. I oh yeah, I'll go back to my camera. Go you got me camera. off subject there. I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Well, my mother mother had cameras and video cameras. I mean, we have trunks full of these things i mean thousands i just kids i just got by osmosis her doing it i started doing it when i was younger i got pictures when i was young all over the country i started driving motorcycles when i was 10 was mini bike but then i got my license for the road at 16 along is when i got my driver's license for real yeah i got my license i got my permit at 15 but i was driving a car since i was 13 on my paper route because my mother didn't want me to ride around with me once she just threw me the keys i said you go drive just be careful it's okay we had, we had police on our, on our route, and they like to get the paper at 8 o'clock in the morning instead of 9.30, or actually 7.30, to make sure they got there early. And I knew when I drove through the time for the paper route Saturday, Sunday morning. And if I drove any other times, they'd, they'd stop me, they said. 
<laughs> so, but now the, the camera then, throughout time, I got, I got brought camera to the golf for. I had a 110, and I just had loads of film. I got all yeah. kinds of, all kinds of pictures of that. And, in I don't know if I should say I had a camera in basic, but I did. I was close to you as a drill sergeant. I took a picture of him yelling at me, and he didn't even notice I had a camera. <laughs> <laughs> I got I, if I can find a picture, I can show you it. Yeah, you should post yeah. post that for the group later. Yeah, eventually. If I, it's, yeah, I have to wait to get back home. Yeah. I haven't I haven't put those digitized those yet. But then I mean I, off and on had cameras all through life. So you use right now you're using. I use a digital SLR. I'm getting to that right now. Yeah. Um, after I got back from the Gulf War, I started working and everything, and then I left at thirty percent because my ankles and knees were all tore up from, from the military from a lot of issues and injuries. And then they kept calling me back every six months. You know how they do that for reevaluation of your condition. If it got better or worse, it never gets better. I've right? never, never really th- understood that. Like, they like do that because they want to make sure, because some might get better, some might not get better, but they do that so they can get you going up and up, because right now I'm, I'm unemployable. For, for, for unemployable for uh, what they call that, substantial work. To make a living at it, yeah, I can do other things. I can do stuff, but after a while, it's just that being a computer tech. Or I was trying to get, when I got out of, out of military, I went to try to be a uh, electrical engineer, but it got too scrambled up there, and I got they, they had all kinds of other, I got sleep apnea, kind of fatigue, and many other ailments that they found along with other things too. Did they re- relate that to the Gulf War? They have because it was soon after the Gulf War, all this started coming up. But there's there's a, there's a whole list of things that are related to the Gulf War, and then almost the same on a list that's not related to the Gulf War. So what would you say to that kid who's just getting out and going, well, maybe I should go down there to the VSO? Go down there, and if you have any ailments or anything that actually you're that you feel is a problem coming out of the military, go and find go and list it, because they'll check it out and they'll determine themselves if it's related or not. Or if it's an issue that you should have, because I didn't list everything that I had because I thought they wouldn't believe it or other things, but they found it as time went on because of the what I did list on my ankles and my knees coming out of the military. That they found the other ones already, so they just kept on adding to it, and the, they went from thirty to fifty to seventy to, to eighty, then unemployable, in, a, in over the ten year span. And there's, no, I mean, it's. There's nothing unhonorable about that. We signed a contract. Yeah, the contract uh, the contract says to include up to everything that we have. Everything. And and I think that because like, the, because you know what GI means. General issue. Yeah. That means we're general issue soldiers. We belong to. We give up our personal rights in order to defend the country, and in order and for that we get the benefits that we have earned. You're darn right that we should go after them because we earned those rights because they did these issues to us. We volunteered, yes, but they in that volunteering they said you get these benefits. Well, I, I remember like so when I first got out, I was talking with some guys and they were like, "Well, I'm not, I'm not getting, I'm not getting the parking, handicap parking thing because you know I can still walk." And I, well, fine, I do the same thing. I don't get one yet either until until a point where I need to use it, then I'll go get it. Well, I have it because at times, yeah, at times I couldn't yeah. walk. I had almost, I could barely get from door to door. Right, and then, and if then you the don't rest need... of the time, I don't use it. Right, I, 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 I didn't get one yet. Buddy. I haven't got one yet, but I, I want to get, I, I'm intending to get one. I just don't have the time to do it. 
There are certain times I like to get it because I'll put it on the bike if I'm, or in my car. Like I said, there's days that I decided to walk because of the, there's multiple things wrong with my feet and ankles. I'm not going to go into this. There's four things that are at least bad on the ankles. Some days I can barely walk. So those days, I don't go anywhere. Because it's easier just to not go anywhere than this to try to walk in the store. Well, and if you were somewhere already. I just suck it up and go on like we always been trained to do. Even before I was in the military. And, you know, it's interesting that you once carried a weapon. And now you're carrying that camera. I'm coming back to the camera. Yeah, I know. We haven't finished that yet anyway. I know we haven't. So I want to give you that space to. Well, yeah, between, in 2003 is when I was deemed unemployable. Before that, I mean, I was I, my last job I had was at Snyder Drugstore, the regional drugstore chain up in the in the um, five state region up in around Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, South Dakota, North Dakota, Minnesota. That's where my my northern accent comes out at. I said Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah, and then we were around there, and then I, I drove for them and such. And then 2011, I mean 2001, April 2001, they let me go. They reorganized the company, and they let three or four people of our or area go and they reorganized it and um, I went to go look work for lo- work and I got some interviews coming up on September 11th 01 getting ready for work getting ready to go out to the appointments of watching TV say oh Shirley come on out here my wife World Trade Center is burning I know what it was it, just, it already happened when I came out and watched now I said we're watching we seen the second we seen the second plane hit yeah and then about an hour later, phone calls came in. The whole thing, everything was canceled. So from that point on, I was not able to work, not able to find any work because the economy shrunk down and everybody that was in jobs that were higher up that fell down, they felt the slash that I was looking for mm. because I was, I was 10 years late because of the military because I joined the military to do that. So I was just catching up to everybody. There was no time to build anything up. And then I decided that, okay, well, I can do this. I went to Sturgis that year and then over to Idaho and whatnot. I didn't go by bike because I was still reeling from a lot of issues and not really a lot of help from anybody but my, but family and the church I belong to. I started researching alternative medicine, Ayurvedic, Chinese traditional medications, and homeopathic. So you didn't just go down to the VA and just take whatever pill they I refuse to take pain pills. Why? Why? They make you stupid. Plain and simple. They don't... They, you go on them and it's like you get stupid and it doesn't really relieve the pain either. It's still there. That's why you got to keep taking them because it's just a pa- it's just a bandage. It's meant for acute pain. When you first get injured, like when I had motorcycle accident I talked about earlier, I had fractured two ribs in the back, a collapsed lung, and my legs, knees down were multiple blood clots in both legs. Plus I had thir- 25 stitches and five staples. At that moment, it's kind of nice. You need to have that just to relieve that pain because it's new and it's there and it's right in your head and you can't get rid of it. But old pain that you have for a long time, you can block it or do some biofeedback or other techniques that will help lessen that so you can get through it and then it's not that bad. It's just, it's there. Yeah. Acknowledge it's there and go on and live life. Well, do you remember when we were kids? You scraped your arm. You I was like, never a kid. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I almost believe that. <laughs> well, it's like, have you ever seen the Calvin Hobbes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's doing like, he's on his, his uh, red flyer. There's Reagan going mm-hmm. out. He, he, he yelling, he's cousin. He starts right looking around. The ones there. South Grand goes home, locks the door, starts crying, yelling, screaming because <laughs> his mother's there. <laughs> well, and I, I also remember playing sports and stuff, 
and afterwards being like, look at that, man, that guy yeah, like, got a good one. Arm up or, got a good one there, got a good one there, yeah, too. Yeah. Yeah. But though that's, that's, we're young and that pain, that's, that's not the deep tissue pain right there. It's not a, not a, con, what they call conjunctive tissue or the tissue connecting tissues. Once that gets damaged, it takes a long time to repair if it ever does repair, especially ligaments in your ankles. They don't repair. Well, and, and those are damage that you get that takes a long time. And the mindset is different. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, at some point as a child, you're not seeing big picture stuff and you realize that like when you have that deep tissue pain like with, with my back stuff my back too when, when that is there or if I've moved wrong and it, I realize if I don't stop right then and do something about it and you know I do I do a roller I do mm-hmm. all you know, I got these magnets you know I've got the what's that thing I use the hook in my ears alpha the alpha stem which yeah. I don't even halfway got it you can do you can do the one all the these meta the uh Tens units are great. Yep, tens units. Um, mm-hmm. they, you know they have a tens unit that works on infrared too. That's infrared. Well, yeah, it's, it's infrared. It's not really a tens. That's infrared unit. It actually what it does is it sends the like uh, the light through the infrared light to mm-hmm. break up different things. I used it on my knee because I have no cartilage on the outside. I use that to break up scar tissue. It, w- it takes a long time and you keep doing it over and over again. Yeah, it works great. Well, and you have to rub it too while it's going on. Yeah, a lot of stuff. So, back to the camera. Man. Camera, yeah. Well, we gotta go back to camera again. Well, on the bike, I said, okay, I, I really can't work anymore or make money at it. So I said, I don't want to sit at home doing this here all day long, and saying who am I gonna or what I'm gonna kill well, next you or, or play, whatever. You didn't want to play hours of Xbox. Before I hate Xbox. <laughs> I, did, I, 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 I just I, had to say that. No, I did. That. I did, I did for that. a long time. I it did that. Me nuts because that's all. I, I was actually, doing. I did that. Actually, computer games. I yeah. did that from. Uh, 2000, a little bit before 2000, not until 2003, 2003, because of the fact that as I was working, I would get home, I couldn't do nothing else because it was just, everything was just building and building and building and building. Pain was getting worse and worse. It wasn't just the pain, it was, it was other things besides the pain. It was chronic fatigue, the sleep apnea, and then not being treated for thyroid condition until 2003. Because it was just outside of normal. They didn't treat it at that time until just after 2000 or just before 2000. They figured that they want people to go into the center of the normal range on the thyroid. Okay. Then they started treating them for it. I found this out by research and other things. And yeah. So I took, I, I said, okay, I got the camera. I got a bike. I'm not staying home. You know, it, the first couple of years, I mean, I've been, I've been doing it off and on that way since 84 let's say when I first went when I went to Sturgis for the first time but I did bring a camera that time because I didn't have one that you, you don't just walk up to people you don't know and start taking pictures you have a pretty unique approach to I do that with bands well, t- t- I'll, do, I'll get that in a second gonna, okay. I'll get that in a second I, know you're, I want you to get there because it's um, with a bike and everything so it's if you go to my webpage if you want to ZenRP or RoadDogImages.com, it all brings you the same one. Can you say it real slow? No, I can't say it real slow. I'm sorry. RoadDogImages.com or ZenRP.com. The reason ZenRP.com because it's when you're going by at 50 miles an hour, 30 miles an hour, in Sturgis, Daytona, wherever places I'll be at, I'll have a uh, sign out. You can remember that as you're driving by as I'm taking your picture. I don't do it all the time, but I do it sometimes. So that's easy to remember instead of Road Dog Images. How many, what's that name again? And we'll put up a link. Yeah. If you want to help us remember, we'll put up a link. You'll probably remember that when you do it again. So, 
I'm out there so I could do that. But when I started doing it with the bike and the camera was right around 2000, going out and doing things. That was my Sportster and other things I had at the time. I you had, started on a Sportster? No, I started on a C2CC Suzuki Trailhopper back when I was 10. Mm-hmm. And then I built a couple of different bikes from multiple different bikes and never could keep it running for more than a week at a time. You try to take three different Japanese models and put them all together on one bike. And I'm not talking, I'm talking Yamaha and Kawasaki, Kawasaki and, and then making it all fit together. Frame rims and tires and different ones for different ones. It was called Frankenstein to myself. <laughs> it ran good enough to go around trails and whatnot. Then I got some street bikes, but I went to the military. I didn't ride the military for the, for the few years I was in there, six years I was in there. Because the requirements, you had to wear a helmet. I hate helmets. I hate any type of hat. <laughs> Don't give her a dog one of your hats. <laughs> well, you can't. I'll take a hat. I'll give it to a friend. <laughs> I have done that before. I have, I have friends in the back that love hats. So I give them to my, like, like Chris. And yet there's a helmet sitting I on have the to. Be, right there. It's because if it wasn't for the last long time music series here... I won't be coming through Louisiana that much because it's a helmet law state. I'm sorry. It just is. I like the state. I just don't like the helmet law. And that's most states. In Missouri, I wear it on my knee. I go through the state. Cops look at me, shake their head, and keep on going. At least so far. Well, I hope that keeps yeah. going. Now back to the camera. Back to the camera. <laughs> so, what am I... I, I because I, I can do I do decent photos. I don't think I'm always always that good as people like to say. I'll take I'll go to a band. I'll take pictures of the band in different angles, different things, and get around the corners. It's good, unique photos and vid, visuals and whatnot. And I'll go up to them at the end of the concert if I can get a hold of them and say, Hey, I have a bunch of photos. If you guys want to put it on, I'll give them to you for free, so you can have them. Because I know a lot of bands can't afford a, a photographer that's it's any decent. And this is an SLR camera, digital SLR Sony. You know, and or even I had a Nikon, a, a, a Canon actually. With those, basically, they'll have good for for their promotional stuff or anything. Oh, yeah, and I've ever said to anybody, is that give me credit, Road Dog, or Road Dog Images is what you got to give credit for. And if you ever monetize it, five percent now. I used to be saying ten percent. I'm going to say five percent if you ever monetize it. I'll never check up, so you don't ever worry about it. But if they feel like they have to, they'll send me anything they want. But that's that's on them, not me. Well. I, I asked, I, I mean, I wanted you to talk about this because, you know, I, when, when I was going through the Wounded Warrior, whatever it is, I was not, it wasn't Wounded Warrior, it was yeah. the Warrior Transition Unit when I was hurt. They didn't give us that. They kicked, they said you get out and you're out and you're gone yeah. on your own. And, and I was fortunate because I came a few years later and there were, there were many mm-hmm. of us in there. Because of issues that we had. That's it. And before us, the yep. worst ones were the Vietnam veterans. They and had built. the worst ones. Korean veterans weren't treated much more better, yeah. but the World War II veterans were treated great because they had a victory, they had all this stuff, but the Korean War, the Vietnam War, both of them were treated very horribly. The Korean War worse, probably. I, I don't know, know which one was worse, so I'm just saying they're both treated about the same, or maybe one or other, I don't know for sure, because I wasn't there, I was too young to remember. But I, they were, they were treated horribly, no matter what yeah. it was, they still treated horribly. We weren't treated horribly, but we had no support after we left. Very, we had support, but we had to go seek it. There wasn't out there people coming out to help us at the time. Well, and I, I mean, like, the thing I did that, like, helped me move was I went and bought a camera, and I would go, uh, our neighbor friend played, fo- his son played football. Mm-hmm. 
And so I went to the games and I took pictures of everybody and then I would hand the car to her, his the, to mom, and she would hand you know, she would distribute all the parents and mm-hmm. and I would just get to walk around the sidelines and it, it helped me get moving. Motivated and in the, in in an area that you can do which not being looked tell you're being looked at because that's you're around. And, and because I, you have a camera that they're looking at you because I have a camera. That's it. And the that's other my, thing, that's the thing I do. I would put my headphones in mm-hmm. and and crank out some G and R or something and walk around the field. Metallica. Metallica. And I was not Alice Cooper. I wasn't part of, but I was part of life again. Yeah. And right. so and you've done this with bands now and all over the place. All, like can you tell how you got started there? Can you tell that story? Is that a tellable story? Or? Well, it's a tellable story. I mean, I, I've been doing it at Surges off and on. I mean, I met Jimmy Van Zamp Band. I think it was 06. And he was there at the Broken Spoke in town. And I just take pictures of him and everything. We were, and at the end, we went through the line to have him sign. I had him sign an autograph of the, of the aerial photo of the city. The whole band and everything. Yeah. Went off the side and, and I, I got done. I was taking pictures of him as he going through the line. He's taking pictures of them there and for that, and then I, I, I don't know if I did it then or not, or was it later on? Yeah, we, I must have done it then. It's so far back, and my mind's not as clear as it could be. But we talked afterwards for about an hour or so. At, I mean, the, the band and such. Took a picture, a couple of pictures of his wife and his roadie. Took together, I got a picture of that. Um, I started honing in, like when you say stuff online, say this is what I have. I got, but I'll give the photos to the band so that they could have, like I said, again, no matter who band it was, it didn't matter to me. Just give it to them, and 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 the, and it's like, okay, they see that you're trying to help and not not trying to be there as getting something from them or anything. I didn't yeah. care if they give me anything or not. Just I just want to thank them for being around, so I get because that music helps me in a way yeah and it helps me keep my mind or not only keeps my mind from doing it but it's just I like music I always have I'm not sure where else to go from there but again let's say with the camera I've done I mean a few years ago they had a band from Australia Land Down Under called the Fat Pigs P-H-A-T Pigs okay and they were in the uh, campground we were staying at and they had other different venues I did the same thing for them but our vet at the campground the downtown venue, and then another campground they were at, I did the same things there, and I gave them our photos. And they turned around, they gave me some t-shirts, some other stuff, and, and they said, if I ever go down there, look us up, you got a place to stay. So, so in all reality, like, you know, we hear people say, if you'll, if you'll be kind, like in, 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 the old, in the story in the scriptures, if you mm-hmm. want to have friends, you'd be friendly. Right. And uh, I condensed the whole thing there. Yeah, of course. But, but the idea is that, you, and you've done this over and over. Mm-hmm. You did this with me. You walked up, took some pictures of me, and said, "Okay, hey, if you want some of those pictures, you just go to my webpage now, and you can download them all for free. It. I don't charge anything, and unless you want to print it out or print it on like a cover for anything or a cup or anything that the company that make picks or whatever it is that have I haven't opened up for that yet. But I've been thinking about doing that. Another so much money per year, and I said, oh, I don't want to put that in the gas tank instead." <laughs> So, so but that you can get it printed on anything else. I don't I don't do that yet. But but right now you just download them. They're free. How many how many dozens of bands or hundreds of bands do you think you've worked with? People. I don't count. I don't is, is it up there though? Is it like so many? It's probably in the fifties or higher, seventies, nineties. Yeah. Well, just now, if you include right now, 
That was 100 singer-songwriters when I was done. I got probably about a third of them, yeah. plus more in the last couple of years. Well, yeah, you popped in on the one. The one I pop, I would just, I just, I would, I'd run for 15 minutes at a venue and jump to the next one, jump to the next one. I felt like a bike because I could jump on it faster, get going down the road faster than the next venue. And so I and I can, I can, it's just, I like the freedom of movement on a bike versus a car. So the other thing we talked about was, uh, you know, when I started graphic design, I had to learn how to use, I'd take something in camera raw. So you're, you're using this real nice camera and then, and then you start realizing that what we see online, all you got to do is put it on auto. Remember we had this long conversation? I put it on, I put it on prior, Aperture Priority. Okay. Because Aperture Priority, I found with what I do, how I take pictures, works the best for me. I do sometimes do manual because I'll do night shots. Mm-hmm. Well, um, then you have to. Then I have I adjusted everything with time and just time-wise. And I'll get, I got some good photos of the, of, uh, the Milky Way. And I want to do it out west, but when I get, every time I get out there, it's a little bit too cold. Well, so if somebody wanted At to night. do this and they were freaking out about not knowing how to run a camera, what would they do? Get any camera you have, go through all the functions, and especially if it's digital, you're not gonna you're not gonna do anything bad to the camera. Just find out what the camera does. But same thing as I do when I get a new car or bike, I take it through its limits to find out how they, how it will perform and what it can do for me. And then just start. And just start, just start, start shooting. Pictures. Just start shooting your f- camera and using all the functions. See how they work. If that doesn't work, okay, do something different. Find out and read up on the things and what it does. What? And I, I really think it's like I really wanted to do this interview with you because you know we deal with a lot of people that are stuck. I mean, I, when I first started doing this, the guy that, like the drummer that really pulled me back into music, he wasn't even going outside, man. He hadn't even opened up the blinds in his house, and then. We started moving. Mm-hmm. We did something small. Now he's got a beautiful little farm, right? And it, you know, it just it, but it takes time. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta be respectful of that. Well, the need for the, the time. Past, again, in the past, when before I started doing all this, I could, if I did, if it wasn't the the homeopath that I said the other stuff I take, I couldn't function through the day like I do now. I could have done like this weekend where I did the those whole weekend. Going to bed at five o'clock in the morning when the sun's rise, yeah, and then going to sleep that. and getting up at eleven, yep. getting about five hours sleep or four hours sleep at night or day, if you want to call it. If I couldn't do any of that if I wasn't taking the medication, now, it's not medication. It's it's this natural substance. It's nothing that you can't find in a GNC yep. or on Swanson Vitamins or any places like that. I'm sorry about that, but placement. But any of the health, any health store, anything like that, there. You can find the stuff if you, if you go online and you research something that you're doing that might be like um, let's say uh, I have I'm tired all the time but that's easy way to just use caffeine but uh or vitamin B twelve vitamin vitamin B might be low and right. you can go to a doctor and they'll tell but you but a lot of a lot of them hey, won't a lot of them won't that's just the the what they know they can test for yeah for instance statins high cholesterol. Mine was high, but not as high as it could be. So I had a heart attack when I was 40, but my cholesterol was all at the all-time high ever it was, 137 total. My heart, and then my uh, triglycerides was only about 250. So what did you And and my blood pressure was only my blood pressure was 129 over 90 at the time. 
if I had 100% blockage in the main in the main, main artery, in the heart, stress for over 10 years trying to keep everything together after 2003 up to the heart attack when I was 44. Because I couldn't get Social Security disability. Yeah. Because of the one line in the Social Security statement says that the administrative law judge may use the determination of the VA to determine disability and not shall use. That one line change could make a big, her big of a world of difference to most veterans. Oh, yeah. Because the difference between the VA is percentages. Yep. Oh, SDI is all or nothing. So if the VA says you're permanent in total, it should translate to Social Security permanent total. So you should, it should be not automatic. It should be automatic. You should have to go through the process, of course. But they're biased for some reason. Yeah. Well, I, they, they kicked me off. So they're biased because I can show you. I can show. Okay, I can show you this in my determination of the VA, of the administrative law judge. He gets X amount of dollars from the VA for his disability payments. He doesn't need or deserve, or need at least, or deserve SDI. That's a benefit we pay into out of our, out of our, when we were working or are working. That's a benefit. That's not a gift. Yeah. If we become disabled for whatever reason, you should that's know. not, that's not, doesn't mean if I have income other ways or whatnot, doesn't mean I don't deserve that because it's not. You paid into it. I paid into it. That doesn't make sense, man. It's just so, another thing, dude. Now, just suck it up and go on because it's life. Well, you can't. I mean, you, I think it's important we talk about it. I think it's important that it, when it's time to say something, it's time to say something. But if you spend all your time just upset, you just waste your time. Yeah. They're not going to change just because you're no. upset. Well, you can go to your congressperson or, or, yeah. or representative, one of them in the Congress, and say, hey, can we get a law change on this or, or a, le- a sentence change? And half the time, their hands are so tied that they don't have time to do it because they're busy doing stupid stuff. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I don't care what's that. Yeah. I've said this before, and I'll say it right now. Democrat, Republican, two sides of the same coin. Enough of that. Enough of that. Okay. So, um, so we've covered, we've covered bikes. We've covered war. We've covered. Well, in the camera, but I'm going to I'm going to do one th- a couple things on the camera yet okay. because it's not just camera, but going to different places. I've met a lot of. Bands, I'm not going to mention names because they're, I mean, there are a lot of famous ones and a lot of not so famous ones. And I'll probably miss some. I'm not going to do that. There's a lot of them out there. It doesn't matter which band I, I've approached, be it a uh, current chart topping top 40 or one that's just starting out. They're also, they are great. They're all are grateful that I'm doing this for them. Or at least giving them the photos and such. If or they might not say they don't need it, but they thank me for trying, or doing that. And I would say, okay, I've been saying now, if I if you don't have anything now, just go on my web page. And we're all, they're all nice and generous, and they're all real people. Every single one of them. Right, every single one of them. I mean, that's the thing. Like coming into this world, when I stood on the outside, I saw musicians as like. Oh, they're cool people. Yeah, they're they're like, so different, and they're so. That's that's the industry. That's the industry that's doing that. They that want to keep them that way off and aloof and whatnot. And in some respects, they have to be if they're really popular. I mean, you can't have a thousand people coming up to you or, or whatever. Yeah. And they don't know what you're gonna do. So mm-hmm. there is a little bit of you gotta be careful that way, of course. But if you're if you're genuine, they'll see that. 
And, and, and you're not the only veteran associated with the last Honky Tonk music series. You are. Or, I'm not the only veteran. You're a veteran. But yeah. you're, we're both you're, veterans. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm saying. We're not the only veteran. Yeah, like, there's, there's, t- but, like, even in this series, there's five or six veterans. Yeah. And then other, other music series have veterans, labels mm-hmm. that are veterans. There's veterans out there just doing it by themselves. Right. And I guess what I'm saying is, like, if you sit at home, you're gonna get in trouble. That's it. And, and like, in in even even the trouble can look s- real simple like this. You've become sedentary to the point where you're not moving, and your muscles start to atrophy. Right. I mean, it's a form I've, always, I've always always said in the past, and not always, but I've said a lot of this. You stop learning, you start dying. Yep. Doesn't matter what you learn today, but you learn something new. Do something new. Be somebody different. Yeah. Try to just do something. Doesn't matter what it is. And just about everybody has a camera at this point in American history. Might not take the best photos at times. Might be blurry or whatnot, but sometimes they work too. Well, look at the Green River cover from CCR. You'll see what I'm saying. Yeah. Because it's a it's a photo bl- it's a lens blur, but it works on a, uh, it works because you can see just enough of what it is. But it's blurred as a as a lens blur. That's pretty cool. I got it inside the room, just to cover because it was nothing else. But I said I still want it. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and I do a lot. I do a lot. I listen to a lot of music. Hey, so this morning. Oh, one last thing Go too. Ahead. I do, like I said I did pros. I do pros and whatnot. But my great great grandmother, Mary Brown. If anybody out there have any information on her, Mary. Hotton Brown or Mary Brown, she's in most hymnals with one song that she has. It says, "I'll go where you want to go. I'll go where you want me to go, dear Lord." I'll go. And then if you look at it, but um, it's a missionary tune. It's like, "I'll go over hills, valley of oil, and I'll go where yeah, you want to go." And her husband was Reverend Hot, well, Reverend Brown or whatever. Anyways, I can't say that word too good sometimes. They had traveled the country, and she was in a wheelchair. She had a big old steamer trunk. She had a little prose and writing, and she just <laughs> go all over the country. Being doing what the Lord asked her to do, I'll go to my goal, dear Lord, over mountains of hill or vale. And and one of the things Road Dog's looking for is the family has lost that trunk. Well, that's that was way before that could have been even the 1800s. It could be gone or it could have been left up in Canada in the attic, hopefully, or something. But I, if it, it's probably most likely gone, it's saying I'm going to research, find where she lived and everything, and see if I can find anything. But it's probably just long gone. What's her name again? Mary Houghton Brown. She went by Mary Brown a lot of times too, and it, I've seen like my mom sang that hymn. Like Probably most, most people sing the yeah they sing the hymn. And, and part of the this is where I was going to get like one, thing, one last thing before you go there. Yeah, yeah. Before I forget, and it's getting close. She was she was she died in eight, in eight, nineteen eighteen nineteen nineteen, and it was probably between like 1870, 1860 to about 1900 when she was moving around and it could have been lost. I don't know exactly when, but that's the time frame. That's the time frame for... Yeah, for, for her, for when they're moving around doing stuff. Okay, and it was all over the United States. Well, all over the United States, but they, I think they said lots of them that came from Canada down to Wisconsin where they moved to. Okay. For the base and then they went all other places and stuff. It could easily be sitting in an attic. Yeah, usually sit at or in the back room or of someplace. a museum. They're just sitting there, and there's just a bunch of prose, which is what I. Well, want. it was it was prose, it was hymns, it was poetry, and all that stuff. Well, that's what I want to talk to you about. Like we both woke up this morning, 
and we walked out, and I was like, hey, this came to me as I walked out, and yeah. then you read to me what I oh what I you had written, and and then we, we actually wound up collaborating on this little thing. Well, you took two lines of mine and collaborated with us, so that's well, yeah, cool. Yeah. Right, it helped so his out. It something. really did. Well, it was the exact fit for what I was yeah, looking for. Yeah, exactly, so it and, worked. Um, but, but I think that's another thing, like you write a lot, and... Well, I do, I have, from the very beginning, I mean, I've been writing since I was a teenager, off and on. Big old Harley guy, generator mechanic, photographer, yeah, like well, some awesome stuff. Well, You're writing? Yeah, I write. It's, on, it's all on this here, but... I try to do a couple of songs one time I was really young but it was really stupid I guess looking back at it now thinking what the song was all about and I don't remember the whole thing I gave it to a, I gave it to a band way back when and I never had a copy of it and I did write different things off and on yes well but I mean but writing helps yeah well the reason why I write now is so I can get it out of my head and put it on paper and I can forget about it but I don't like to reread it, read it but I, I do read it sometimes but I don't like to speak it out well, I've read some of what you write. It's it's pretty prolific. Yeah, I get. I th okay. If you say so. I don't know. <laughs> I just I just write to get it out of my head. And one one time, remember the, the I don't know if you ever read Race to Colors, that one I had over in Pensacola, I gave to you when you're leaving. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, it's changed since then because that was just that was just the first blurb out of my head in 15 minutes. That whole sheet that I had. That was just 15 minutes. I'm sitting there going, and the visual is just not good of what happened. I mean, I was doing something. I had to stop, go get my phone, come back, sit down, and start typing, typing, typing. I was wet, but the puddle on the floor wasn't because I was wet. So it was just streaming because of the content of what you what that was. I mean, it's pretty. it was pretty dark, and I don't know where it came from. I never lived that experience, but I lived part of the experience because we're all veterans. We all have pretty much some of those experiences, but it was it's talking about being on the front lines yeah. and things that happen and, and just looking around and you're seeing comrades doing not moving anymore and such. I'm not trying to be graphic or whatnot. The words I used and such that really came out at that time, and I've changed some of them, but the, but this, but the smell, of, I can't hunt anymore because of the smell of war it was one of the lines. Which, which is pretty powerful. Yeah, because you, you get that. I ain't gonna those stuff right there because I don't know how your, your 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 viewers and such will handle that. It's all. I mean, it's it's our tribe. Okay, well, it's our tribe, man. You because of the stuff. because of cordite and and the iron in the blood, you know, when it gets vaporized like that, you get that heavy iron in that taste and the smell. That what stops me from hunting. Well, so it's 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 a. Uh, I like I love I liked hunting when I was younger, but now I, I can take it or leave it. Well, now you can go down to the store too. And yeah, I can do, do that. Order up a steak. But I I rather have a deer steak though. It's much better for you than a than a gra than a corn fed cow. A corn fed cow is is a secondhand sugar. Well, you, it is kind of actually. Yes, you, that's I, why it's so sweet. You know, I just gave a, a crazy look over here. A bunch of guys headed south yeah. with a gas can. Two and gas cans. Two, two gas, gas cans. You, you start to wonder what's going on. They're going to get gas for the four wheelers and four -wheel. side by side. <laughs> it was just, they came out of the door. Anyway. But, <laughs> I forgot where we were. We're talking about, um, not hunting. Not, not hunting. hunting. Yeah. Because it's, you know, 
because of the the aspect of it and such. I mean, I like I said, it was never on front line, but there was times when things you get around and you can see it, especially when it, when I would when I had to go to third shop to bring a generator or something there. He had to go through Suicide Alley, that highway uh, going from Kuwait up to Iraq was four-lane highways each side, and it was just a path he had to drive through. I got pictures of all of that. Some of them I don't want to look at it because I can't stand what was in the pictures, but I still have them. So what do you do? I don't know. I mean, I mean if you're asking me what you do, I mean, this yeah, is, this yeah, is yeah. my answer to the I don't, whole exactly. thing. I exactly. Play what? music and do it, this. They're, they're, they're there, <laughs> so it's there. And I never developed a talent for guitar or anything. I'd love to have developed a talent when I was younger, but I didn't. But it's just like, I, you know, like we were talking one day, and I said, well, how do people even see me that I'm doing something? It's because it came through so many blends. Right, and that's what I do. I do. I ha There's a value that I do, and I kept, I don't do perfect photos or videos. I do photo sniper you videos. Oh yeah, you've never asked me to pose for anything. I hate. Well, I, I will pose at one time, but that's different photography for me. I'm more of a photojournalist at in the moment, at the moment, and at the time. And it's raw, and it's sometimes gritty, and sometimes blurry, and sometimes messed up. But sometimes those work even better than a perfect picture. Mm -hmm. it, at times, it's like your cat. That's why I always, I always refer to you as like the last honky tonk music series <laughs> guys, because as a as a photographer. You're here when we're doing the stuff. You're you're behind the scenes. You're well, and they won't, out of the camps. A lot, of, all hanging a lot out. of times those won't be released unless the artist says it's releasable. Oh yeah, Which and is and very and it's and, and basically and basically what those are for is our memories. Yeah. Because after we get done, there are some beers going down, some other beers going down, or maybe some hard liquor. Because that's what they do. I don't drink or smoke because I liked it too much when I was younger. <laughs> so I I, I, I stay for that. That's true. I've I've been. Around places where everybody it seemed like had a beer, and you did it. No, I don't have a beer. And I might have a, I might have an Odules or a Bush Light, a Bush and Amine, or one like that. But that's because I like the flavor and it helps. If I have up in the stomach, that's the best remedy for me. Is a, is a beer because it, something with the hops or the barley or whatever they're using helps calm the stomach. Like one or two helps calm the stomach. But you're not drinking to drink. No, I'm not drinking to drink. No, I don't do oh. that. I don't smoke cigarettes either because it's poison. I I was up to three packs a day of non-filters. Before I went cold Whoa, turkey, right. yeah, you just stopped. I just stopped cold turkey. Why? Yeah. Because uh, if I didn't, I couldn't breathe right now. But why did you not go on to like the patch or the gum or the? Before that was way before that even came out. Oh okay. This is back when I was twenty-two, and you quit when you were twenty-two. I quit when I was twenty-two. <sighs> yeah. Thirty. You were three packs a day at twenty-two. Yeah. Non-filter. I started non-filter because I got away from my parents because they could. S my dad smoked, so I could smoke in the house and then put it out. They couldn't tell I had a cigarette because it probably blended into his. <laughs> sneaky, sneaky. And they wouldn't borrow them at school. Really? Oh yeah, they Lucky won't strikes. Them. You got yeah. non-filters? I don't want those. Mm -hmm. And they're actually, if you got, got a good fresh pack, they're better taste and better better than the filters were. Hmm. Back then. Back it then. Was and crazy times. I mean, you walk around school with cigarettes. Yeah, they didn't like it. They try to they try to get you to stop doing the course, but you know what do I look like at eighteen? I showed you that picture. Oh yeah, you're a wild man. Yeah, 
a little bit too wild for the time. Now you're, you, you know, now you look wild, but you're one mild. of the most um, bored, tubby, and mild. You should look up that video. <laughs> bored, tubby, and mild. <laughs> it's it's the tune. It's a tune to. It's the same tune as to uh, "Born to Be Wild." <laughs> now I've got this image going in my head. <laughs> and they are. They're on. They're on. Uh, they're on. Uh, they're. Uh, Carts, they're the little, the little go the uh, motorized wheelchairs, like mm-hmm. they have big old a painters on them. <laughs> so you got you. you <laughs> okay, we'll watch it. So, oh, but yeah, it's it's. But the camera helped me get over a lot of issues that are going on in the head. Yeah. Because if I didn't do that, I'd be stir crazy more than I already am. Well, well, let's 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 hit that real quick. Like you said, you said get over. I, you know, I don't know if we're ever over. But no, we'll it get custom, with, you get custom to it. Yeah, yeah, because I know we've had that conversation before, so I, I want to hit it real quick before we moved on. Because I remember my drummer uh, Dan. Uh, did you meet Dan? No. Um, so Dan, maybe briefly without remembering. Yeah. So we because went, there's times like names are hard to remember, faces are better. Yeah. So you, he walked up, you might know. We went and saw this guy and this lady talking about how. She had overcome PTSD, and Dan and I are looking at her. So, so what's wrong with us? Yeah, she was cured. She was cured. Huh? Yeah, that's how she said you it. You never get cured. You just become accustomed to it. You learn. And it you was learn how triggers, you, and yeah. you learn. Yeah. You learn what is what helps. Well, what we found was that was really offensive. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's offensive to our wives, to our friends, our neighbors. Well, the the government doesn't say I have PTSD. My wife says, yeah. They, she lives me all the time. That's all that matters. And other people say you have, I may have a lot of elements of it, but I don't know if it's because of my makeup in my life. I go towards danger even now. If there's something that's happening that needs to be taken care of or something's going on, I'm drawn to that bad situation. I don't know why. That post you put up, and then all of us what were post? like the one where you were like, "Yeah, and I had a six uh, oh, wreck I, it just a little bit north of sixty-five miles an hour on the bike." Well, that was because I was saying I'm back on the road. I'm back off these two different wrecks, and we were all just like, "You just had a wreck, and here you are." And you were like, "No," and it was like last year. It was. It was. It was okay. I had the I had the motorcycle accident in 2015. Yes, okay. March 2015. Then I fell down a flight of stairs in 2017 March and dislocated my shoulder. And messed up my head and my back went like that, and I kissed my knees. For a guy my size, that's hard to do. And it just tore up my whole lower back and my shoulder. That took more out of me than motorcycle accidents did. Because it was a blurp stop where I had enough time to bleed off the energy rolling down, tumbling down the highway at, at, a, at whatever speed I was doing. I think somewhere north of 65 miles an hour, like I said, when I was thrown off my bike. So, but that was back in 2015, March. And from that, I had, like I said, 25 stitches, five staples, two fractured lungs, two fractured ribs in the back, and my lungs clapped. I partially inflated them, though. Yeah? Yeah, by getting <laughs> up off the ground, and I couldn't stand up. I got to my hands and knees, so I'd go away from the back, so I'd start breathing. I don't like not breathing. It's, I don't it's, think anybody likes not, not breathing. It's not healthy at all. No. I wasn't, in, I wasn't panicked or anything. I just started moving. I said, okay, okay. Like a uh, trucker came by, I said, "Don't move, I might have a broken neck." So I checked my toes, I uh, moved myself, and everything. It took me longer to show you, and, and it took me longer to explain it than actually I did. And it's okay, nothing hurts more than anything else, and I can still move, and there's no bad thing. So I got up on my hands and knees. I couldn't stand up because the back was all messed up, and so 
I got up and I said, okay, so they did that. Ah, that feels better. Is it open up? Well, this it's partially inflated. It was able to seal enough so I get. Did they come and do the? No, no. That was our, I was breathing good enough. They just put oxygen on me. Okay. I carry one of those things for my kids. Right. Still, I, I had a uh, while I was in Afghanistan. Oh, the na- bio nets yeah, are just, they don't they're not good are they? No. These bio nets. Anyway, they're they're almost like mini mini. Uh, That's why you keep seeing us. Yeah. Because they're getting hit by we bayou are nets. On the, like how we're in the bayou. We're right? in yeah. the bayou. We're surrounded right now. By you water. see us on land, but we're surrounded by water. And the water table is just about three inches underneath the lowest point over there. Yeah. So it's uh, this is like in the middle of the night. We walk. We took the dogs for a walk. We saw uh, armadillos, possums, raccoons. raccoons. We heard deer. That noise right there. That. And and there's probably a. Uh, 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 not a puma, but a uh, not a leopard. What's the other cat? A panther. Panther. Oh yeah, panther. They're all over. They're over here. They're, they're, they're pretty much across the country at different speeds. We've seen bear out here too. Oh yeah, there's bear out here. We've you see a sign bear. coming down from in Burma and it says next seven miles bear crossing. Well, last time we were there, we had black bears up and where I live too. Kate and I drove out. We saw uh, two, two cubs and a mama. Yeah. And then we saw a bunch of uh, out of one of the riders things. Mudbone and dropped me off, and he, you know, I was out there just writing and, and taking some pictures of turtles. <laughs> and and uh, he came to pick me up, and I looked up. Gator? No. I, well, there was gators out there too. Yeah, of course there is. There was a uh, a string of wild boar running just. Oh, I got a good story on that one too. It was Germany. Come on, Hornsfeld. Everybody knows Hornsfeld probably. Mm-hmm. I know, I, I, and we I had a choice. We had a choice. Well, I did. I did. I would for the for the end for the close down of the Third Armored Division after the Gulf War. Okay. We we the button never them send it back to Fort Hood. That's a different story. So <laughs> in Hornsfeld, in Hornsfeld, we had a choice of being in the barracks or in a tent. I said I'll take a tent any day. I don't have to clean a tent. Got to clean and clean. I don't have to clean. The barracks, because I wasn't there. That's right. So I, 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 I don't. Clean, if you know military, we know what we know what cleaning means. <laughs> Toothbrushes, maybe. So I'm going up and down, going to do stuff. I see these. I see these. This wild boar with her piglets behind her, running up and down all the way, right close to where, about not even a mile from me, three quarter, not even a quarter mile from where we were at. So we're doing our stuff and everything. One night I'm sleeping. Wake up to this this commotion on the side of my bed over here. I said, what the heck? I don't know if I left anything there or not. And I said, I know what it was. I heard of, I know it was a boar. So I, I was sleeping with my weapon. I took a weapon and I just pounded it right on top of the snout of the dang thing. And they, they let out such a curdling scream that just woke up people from all the two tents and everything. Woke them up and that thing went squealing away so fast. They could hear it a half a mile away. They could hear it just going, going, going. <laughs> I went back to sleep. It was gone. Another guy said we couldn't sleep the rest of the night. Just freaked out. They think it's gonna come back. To, that thing's not coming back. <laughs> Would you come back? Would you come back no. if if you got hit by something, something in your head and you didn't know what it was and it was like dark out and you hear this thing <laughs> hit you <laughs> multiple times? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah, it was horn fellows. And, and, the and food. So I miss the food in Germany. Oh, I do too. 
and the beer. Even though I stopped drinking there, too. That's where you stopped drinking? Yeah, in Germany, in the military. There's a reason why. It's not just because I had, I stopped because the church entered. We don't drink or smoke cigarettes or drink alcohol or coffee. Faith is important. Yes, it is. And with the blessing, I was able to stop all three of them overnight. And I don't remember any withdrawals. Maybe because I was still kind of crazy or messed up out of coming out of my drug haze when I was younger. And I don't expect anybody to do anything like that now. But it was more than just, I ain't going to say what it was, it was more than just alcohol and coffee and cigarettes. Let's, let's put it at that. You said you like danger, so. Yeah, I did like danger. Well, I don't like causing danger. I mean, if I see something happening, I'm drawn to that issue, whatever it may be. Where other people are, now I even talk to people that have PTSD, they try to avoid that and go away from it. I don't like, I tend to go towards it. I don't know if it's because... The soldier to me still thinks I'm a soldier, or is this the way I am in makeup? Well, I think it was, if, you know, if I was to think about our relationship and how I connect you, and mm-hmm. you're a guy that's really concerned about each individual you run across. You look at people as sacred and special, made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. You care for folks, and you're going to do everything you can to care for them. Yeah. And if there's a problem over here, whether or not you're at risk, you're going to go help them. Right. That's the root of dog I've been privileged to call my friend. Yeah. And Thank you. You're privileged to know you as a friend, too. It's, I mean, like, we were talking about this the other day. You know, as you get older, things change, you know, and and you don't know as many people, and you don't get to be friends. With many, oh, you got to shut up and read this thing. <laughs> but, um, hey, y'all, I, speaking of which, we were, like, out here hanging out, and so, like, when I, when I had this light, Always wanted to have real cool lights and stuff. Can we see that on the camera? Can you see what Road Dog's doing? Mm-hmm. If not, put yeah. it down. Okay. Check this thing out. He's got it. It's so cool. See the blue lights? Now what yep. It's the fastest goes. It's very What's cool. good about it is when I hit the brakes, everything turns red and the back ones flash. That's what sold me on getting them. Because to get an LED light from Harley is the same cost as getting this. So I said I'd get this instead. Well, you just got this down at, uh, where were you at? It's Sturgis in August. They wanted nine grand for it. I got out the door for 4700 Paperwork to prove it. No, no, not, not the bike. The, uh, oh, the Daytona. Daytona. Daytona, yeah, yeah. You were just there. Right? I thought you about the bike, yeah. And you saw David Allen Co. down there. I see. You? He's there every day. He's there. At, he, he, lives in, <laughs> he lives in Ormond Beach. And the Iron Horse is there, so he's there for few four and five thirty every day that bike week's on. You know he sold the guitar. All right, he's signed the guitar back. He signed the vest. Yeah. Not this one. It's in, it, that that one's retired because it's about twenty five years old and it's falling apart. Maybe Worse than this one. Now you took some pictures of him too. Yeah, pictures. They, they allow you to take man. pictures, no videos. Yeah. So um, I really like that because I had to sell that guitar to get out of Harvard. That's another story. Yeah. You should tell David. I'll call that so he might sign another guitar for you. Mm-hmm. Hey, well. Or his wife, because he can't hear. David Dave Allen Cole is deaf because I of all the music. Why. Yeah, so <laughs> then other people. Yeah, I'm, I'm going that way, too, because I've been around. I use earplugs, but they just slow it down is all. The old man was tatted. Uh, the old, the old was man was covered with tattoos, tattoos and scars. And got some in prison and others in bars. bars. The rest you got working on old junk cars. Yep. In the if that ain't country. 
You know what you can do. <laughs> so anyway, there's, those were David Allen co-lyrics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's how music is safe to listen to, and you can, yeah. and, and especially if you have a song that reminds you of something, you can be safe in that memory when you're in music. Is the way I feel. Well, is there anything else you want to you want to say to encourage, inspire? I don't know. I really appreciate you sharing your time, your talent. Um, uh, let's do one other thing. There's one other thing. Okay. This is important. So there's, there's people out there going, well, I don't have the money to do what you guys are doing. Well, I've talked about how I just went through my house and sold everything. Mm-hmm. And somehow I talked my wife into renting our house out. And now we're about to sell our house. And we live in a minivan. Well, do, How are do you, you doing? Well, similar to what you're doing, I haven't. I sell stuff on the side. I do. A, I used to. I drove for Uber, Uber for a little bit. I don't have my ring. You gave me. Hey, yeah, I, I don't got my rings either. Call you for Uber? No, no. I, I don't do it by bike. They won't allow you to do it by bike. No, just to, just to be have your company. Well, a lot of people say. Yeah, a lot of people give me five three because I got a lot of. Ta- I got a lot of different variety of music, and I got a lot of different stories they can talk about when I'm talking to them. And um, I did that because I had a lot of debt for one time because trying to keep everything going, like I said, in the last 10 years before because mm-hmm. of Social Security until things. And But I got out, I did that for a little bit, got out of that issue, and now I have a certain amount of money left over every month. I just I just make sure I live with it well within the means that I have. Budget. Budget is the most thing. And then, and then taking 10% paying myself first and putting that away. I put it in an account, and I put some, I take some of it, and I put it in a little stash box. And that stash box I have is, is my money for the year for here, for doing the things here. And I will, I will go online. I find I have a wholesale distribution things that I, I've, I've done since I was a child. I buy stuff wholesale as cheap as I can get it, and then um, I'd sell it at different rallies or different places and such, so I can make gas money. Like those rings. Rings. Like I got. If y'all see me wear this really cool bulldog ring, bulldog ring. I got it from me. It came from Road Dog. Yeah, and then I, uh, I do other things too. Yeah. Like whatever I can do to make a make a little bit of money. It's not really a lot. It's just enough to get me. Cause, but it gets from because what I'll do, I'll take my bike here. You know the, the bike chairs you unfold out of a bag. Mm-hmm. I put it alongside my bike and I put my legs over the seat of the bike and I go to sleep at night, wherever I may be. Could be in the forest. So you're not staying in some five star hotel right now? Oh heck no! I make it a hotel. I make it a motel once a week, and it's, I've been in a hotel that cost me twenty two dollars. I went outside and slept on my bike. Because, yeah. Well, but it, you did get a shower. I got I got a shower inside the bike. No, it was just that it didn't smell that bad. <laughs> well, I, I not saying that it wasn't a bad room or anything, but there was something in there that I didn't like, and it was dirty and musty and. Well, I just think it's important because people are like, well, I can't do this. Yes, you can. You can find a way to do it if you need to or if you have to. And you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it full time. I don't do it full time. I just do it in the summertime. My summer starts at Daytona and ends in Bike Week. But you, most of the time. But you do things every year and I get out. And then I have places of friends that I have now and over the last many years. Well, my sister lives in Rockwell, North Carolina. So I can go over there. I stay there before I go to dinner. I go stop there and back and forth, and I help her do stuff, you know, around the house that she or her husband can't do. And I go to flea markets on weekends on a Saturday or Sunday. Very rarely on Sunday. 
Saturday most part. It don't make enough. Don't make a lot. But as long as I can go back, get out of there with with more than I came more than I came with, I'm happy. And that includes trying to rent out the spot and everything else. You got a certain overhead you got to make. And it's just something that you can reach out more people. I just have my I have other things sitting out there. Same when my van has different things. If I'm using my van, sometimes I have to. If my wife comes with, I get. If my wife comes with, it's too cold. And for her, anything yeah. under 70 is too cold. She'll even admit right to now. that. It's yeah. cold right now. She, she, well, so right now, this I won't, I'll be having this every year, but it has to be on the back of a trailer because my wife won't come out of Minnesota like I've been doing yeah. in March. Yeah. Because, except for this year, I had a trailer myself this year because it didn't get up to 40 degrees before I left. If it's 45 degrees, 40, 45 degrees, during the day when I'm when I when I'm ready to leave, I'll take my bike. Okay. As long as I can get past Iowa, get to Missouri, I'm fine if the sun goes down. I go a little bit farther. I find a hotel or a motel or this, or actually I'll sleep on. I actually I'll even show you pictures of me sleep, sleeping in the winter alongside my bike at a rest stop. No way. With a chair. Just sitting there watching, and I watch the sun come up and take pictures of it. Where there is a will, there's a way. And, and hey, if you see somebody sleeping on in a chair with their legs over their bike, go and it's a blue, it might be me, and it'd be one of these <laughs> different places. I've done it in places that people say, Why did you do it there? I said, Because I could, I was tired. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's how it, um, and if I'm gonna sleep there, you think anybody's gonna bother me? Probably not, not no. yet so far, unless they know you. Well, you know, we, we, we talk about this because not only is it important. I think they're back. Oh, it's nope. real. That's, uh, that's somebody anyways. Anyway. That's William. Hey, we love you guys. Yep. Um, thanks for being part of that church. Thanks for uh, checking out everything we're doing. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming on, man. Thanks for sharing your story and um, encouraging our tribe. And. Uh, don't be safe out there, risk appropriately. Exactly. Thank you for joining us for this Vet Church podcast. To learn more about Vet Church, visit www.vetchurch.com.